Palmer Bear on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota diesel generators, powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Hello everyone, welcome to Off The Bench, Tim Gossage and Paul Hazelby with you. Don't forget if you plan to drink and drive, plan not to drive, it's not worth the risk. Police are watching, Paul Hazelby. Goss, what a debut it was from you last <laughs> week. I've had so many people comment towards your performance. They said you're the second best bloke on the program, so great to have you. Hopefully over time you can work your way up uh, the rankings. But uh, what's on for you this weekend, mate? Me personally, I'm going camping tonight, getting out amongst the country folk. Is Yanship the country folk? No, it's, it's not, not. far no. from the city, but spending a night camping, looking forward to that in the National Park. Can I ask a very important question? Yes. Why? Well, the wife organised it because all of the uh, parents of uh, the school friends are all going there. And yep. look, it wasn't my choice, I'll be honest, but uh, I've got to go along do it. And hopefully none of them are listening to this. I think they're all in the metro area, but uh, I don't mind camping. I know it's probably not your cup of tea, is it? No interest. I bought a 12-man tent because my mm. wife and kids were keen to camp and we used it once for a birthday party. We filled it with balloons. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Winnebago sort of guy. I can see you retiring. No. Uh, nope. You ever going to retire? No. Well, I won't, won't be retiring and I won't be driving a Winnebago. What I will do when I go bush is I find the best hotel, <laughs> the best accommodation. <laughs> got to have a shower in it, mate. It's got to have a bed. Have you travelled much? Because you have been around uh, a long time in the media. Have you had the chance to get away overseas, around Australia? Probably got married in Spain, and yeah. I went to Spain, and I went to Italy, and no interest. I went yeah, to the right. place called the Colosseum. It was all run down. looked like it needed a good <laughs> overhaul. Need some renovations. <laughs> no, no interest. If I can see it on the internet, it's good enough for me. Well, there you go. That is our big call. We don't even have to get into the big call segment because you've kicked it off with uh, the Coliseum needing renovations. But I'm going to go first with my big call. Melbourne, it's time. They will win this weekend. They're taking on Hawthorne. Some positive signs last week against Richmond with their defensive side of their game. They've made some hard decisions with Wiedemann going out, but I think it's time that they have a win. They'll be a little bit too sharp for the Hawks. And I've got another one, Jack Petrocelli. Four goals. I think against the Gold Coast Suns, he's going to get a few of those goals over the back. He was disappointing last week. I'm going to back him in for four goals. Same game. Jack Darling will kick six. Get out. Jack Dart. You've had your say. Okay. Jack Darling will kick six. The Gauntlet six has kicks. Will kick six goals. The Gauntlet has been laid down. It is the perfect opportunity for West Coast to run into form. So the big call, Jack Darling will kick six. And the bigger call... Fremantle will be winning. Yeah, I'm not uh, adverse will to that. Will be winning. We're going to talk a bit more about the Fremantle Dockers in this show and uh, what they're doing right this year. I'm not sold on the Adelaide Crows. I think uh, they've had two wins, but not against the best sides, North Melbourne and St Kilda. That is a very big call. We like to review last week's big call. I went for the West Coast Eagles. Gee, I got that horribly wrong, didn't I, against mm. Geelong? What did I do? Well, I think you went one of those ones that uh, we can't measure because <laughs> it was like six months down the track. All right. I can't even remember what I said. Mate, I can't remember. I'll walk out of the studio. It's just all in, in one ear, out the other for my stuff. Hey, big shout-out, too, this morning to Blue Diamond Machinery, to Brad Pitts, Justin Pitts, and the whole Bull Pitts family. Fantastic stuff. Good on your boys and well done to the team at Blue Diamond Machinery.
This is Off The Bench. We are with you this morning. Thanks for your company. Coming up, we're going to pay tribute to one of the great callers of all time who passed away sadly yesterday. And we'll dissect the Eagles and the Dockers. And going forward, we'll be talking all things sport, including, I cannot wait to hear from the Kelly gang. More on that in a moment. This is Off The Bench. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Thanks for your company. And, uh, well, I will say this to you, Paul. Uh, People uh, will be already hitting the social media with the comments I made about the Coliseum in the big call. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just don't do ruins, okay? I don't do fountains where you throw coins in. I don't do towers that are leaning the wrong way. I don't queue up for anything. And, you know, yeah, the Pope's a good bloke, and I understand all that, but I have no interest in lining up for days to see him come out and give us a wave and blow smoke out of chimney. You would have donated money recently to the uh, cathedral, was it, that uh, got burnt down to restore (laughs) that? Give me a break. Have you seen with the house I live in? They don't give me any money. Never got an invite. Right? <laughs> if you plan to drink, plan not to drive. It's not worth the risk. Police are watching. Yesterday, sad news. 90-year-old, just one week shy of his 91st birthday, Mike Williamson. Now, you would know Mike Williamson. A bit of a mm. doyen of commentary and a lot of TV shows in Melbourne, which we didn't see in Western Australia. You remember him? I do, yeah. Some of his calls, absolutely. I wouldn't have probably known his name, but you remember those comments. And the voice as well. Well, we've got a little tribute, courtesy of the AFL, who put out a tribute to the great Mike Williamson, who lost his battle with ill health yesterday, aged 90. O'Day, a good kick to the wing position on the outer side. And has got three. He's equal Bob Cut's record of 150. Will he put this one through? How he must feel. Oh, he's no more than eight yards out. He should kick it. Up he comes. He kicks up. Taken by Crimmins. Crimmins gets a hurried kick forward. Taken by Matthews. Matthews a hand pass to Hudson. Hudson going for a run. He steadies. He kicks. Oh, my God, he's missed it. Oh, look at him. Side. Oh, oh. Oh, you beauty. 
unbelievable. You can sit there and listen as commentary was. Uh, a lot of self-congratulations going on there as well. But he was a legend, and unfortunately, Mike uh, Williamson lost his battle yesterday, age 90. So many iconic moments there. But where do you rank him amongst uh, your list of the best broadcasters you've come across? I, I suppose in retrospect, you've got to have him in your top five because mm. of some of the great calls and the iconic calls. And it's the iconic calls that people remember. It's not the safe calls. But then you've got Dennis Cometti in our era. It's Cometti and McAvaney. And, and McAvaney's got his detractors now, but McAvaney is one of the most learned commentators, not just of football, but of course of any sports. So I'd go Cometti, McAvaney. Clinton Gribus was taken way before his time, tragically. What a beautiful caller he was. And I think he would be the best of the best right now in the modern era. And locally, Frank Sparrow. Frank Sparrow was around with Steve Marsh and uh, John Rogers and a whole range of other blokes on radio. Brian Thurley, a lot of people will remember them from the from the, the heydays of 6IX and 6PM and a whole range of other football commentaries. And I remember Frank Sparrow going, in goes Duckworth, out goes Spencer. He just, <laughs> he just painted the picture. Mm. It's the art of painting pictures. And sometimes radio commentary, it is all the painting of the picture. We'll take a break. There it is. Uh, I'm sure you've got plenty of memories from Mike Williamson. This is Off the Bench. If you plan to drink, plan not to drive. It's not worth the risk. Police are watching. Off the Bench for Kubota Power. Kubota diesel generators. Powering Australia. And Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Yes, if you're just tuning in for the first time, Tim Gossage, Paul Hazelby are with you. Let's talk footy. Let's talk West Coast Eagles. They're in action, of course, against the Gold Coast Suns at Optus Stadium. Uh, where are they at after back-to-back losses? Is it time to hit the PB? Not yet. Not yet. And Adam Simpson hasn't gone that way at selection. But I think we do need to buy him an axe because he's not that sort of coach that wields the axe when <laughs> things go wrong. He's a player's coach, isn't he? He backs in those players. They did do a lot for him last year, took him to the promised land. But I thought they probably could have gone a little bit harder. They made an easy call on Jared Brander. who I'm not sure they know what his best position is. They tried him in the forward line. I've seen him play on the wing. I think he's a defender in his uh, early years. He's gone out. Redden in. I think that's going to add around the ball, but they've been smashed absolutely with contested footy, ground ball gets, they need to get that right. That's an attitudinal thing. They've got some issues around some of their midfielders. I don't think there's many that are playing as well as last year. I can name Elliot Yo, I can name Redden, I can name Gaff, I can name also Dom Sheed through Marston. there. I think Marston's another one. Look, Shuey's probably been the only one that's been up to last year. Have they got one midfielder too many? No, I don't think so. They just need to get to work and start winning the footy. Hutchings has been the tagger. Not all teams are running with a tagger. And I mentioned this at the start of the year. I think it's fraught with danger. And we saw the reason why on the weekend where he had the option to go and tackle the player with the ball, which was Brian Myers, went for his opponent, opened up a channel of which he was able to score the goal from. So I watched that with interest. But they play the Gold Coast Suns. They get them at the right time. Gold Coast don't travel well over here. They too have some injury concerns as well. But you'd want to see them win this game by 40 or 50, given what we've seen, to believe that they're back in good form. The upside, Tom Hickey, very good last week. But that was the one ruck policy. Now, Vardy went okay in the waffle. He had a crack. He cracked in. My mm. mail out of West Coast is he, he didn't go back and sulk. He understands where he stood. He needed to get near the footy. They've still got Oscar Allen. Again, another bloke who I'm not too sure where his best footy is. No, and it's not uh, playing close to goal. I think when Kennedy goes out of the team, that might be the case. But what they're lacking at the moment is the connector between when they 
they get the ball in the back line. One of those connectors is Jack Darling, and he's in horrible form, but you believe he's going to turn it around and kick six. The other one was Jake Waterman, who early last year was leading up hard to the wing to get the ball and give them that option. He's not in the team. I would have swapped those two. Cork. Waterman for Allen. Not playing Waffle either. Who's that? Cork. Is that right? Yes. So he's he, was, out. So he, would have played, he would have played for Allen. So Oscar Allen, the uh, one that's lucky to survive through that. But uh, Petrocelli, I think, will have a day out. Josh Kennedy, I think, back now after a few weeks, he should be coming towards his best. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, they may have to recruit, and they have gone overseas to County Mayo to recruit for the women's team. Mm. This has gone viral. This has gone huge. Let's meet the Kelly girls. Hi. Hi everyone, Grace Kelly here and Eve Kelly here and we're the latest AFLW signings to join the club. We're both really excited to come out and meet the girls in the management in Perth and to become a part of a professional setup in, with the West Coast Eagles. So we're really looking forward to working hard, honing our skills in the game and being prepared for the 2020 season. We're really looking forward to it and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do I ever? A very good uh, little piece to camera there. I think we're going to see in the AFLW in the next few years 20 or 30 Irish girls because why wouldn't you come? They know the game, they're skillful. But uh, come for a holiday for four or five months and enjoy it, see different parts of the world. We'll see a lot of them. How do you say N-I-A-M-H? Yeah, I read that myself. It was nymph or something, but it's Neve, my understanding. <laughs> do you say nymph? Is. Well, was that how it came across <laughs> when you say it was? N- N-I-A-M-H. Yeah, nymph is how I would say it. And when I saw it, I was like, well, is that her name? And then I uh, obviously Neve. heard that it was Neve. Yeah, exactly right. Nice work by you. Nymph. Uh, Kubota diesel <laughs> generators provide reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. This is Off the Bench. We're talking Dockers next. Off the Bench for Kubota Power. Kubota diesel generators. Powering Australia. And Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Yes, hope you're enjoying the show. We've touched on the West Coast Eagles. Still to come, the dig. And we're talking cricket, glory, netball, women's footy, country footy. The whole range is on the way. But let's focus on the Fremantle Lockers, who, wow, we, as mentioned on this show last week, in fact, that might have been my big call. No, I had them in my big call that they would win and the Eagles would win. But they played the Bulldogs. But didn't I say they'd make the eight or something? Yes, you did, and they're tracking well. The next five weeks will paint a really good picture of where they're at because they take on Adelaide, then they take on Richmond, then they take on Essendon, Richmond Brisbane, here. and Brisbane here as well, which they should get, and then Collingwood away. So if they get two of those games, I think they will play finals footy. But all of a sudden, you look at their team, and they actually have some A-graders, and that was our question mark going into the season. I'm not saying Hamling and Pierce are there right now, but they're two very good defenders. Luke Ryan is a very good drop-off defender, plays that spare well. Through the midfield, that's been the big improvement. Dave Mundy going in there has made a massive change with the way that he can win those clearances and his ball use. Brad Hill's a better player this year than he was two years ago when he won the best and fairest. Just because he's finding the footy on the inside, still has some issues with his ball use. Langdon's consistent. Five's a star, we know that. Michael Walters has made a big difference, spending more time in the midfield. It just poses the extra question to the opposition coach on who they're going to try and man up on because there's so many stars going through there. And in the forward line, for the first time in a long time, 
They've got five guys who can kick three or four goals or more. Lately, it's been Matera. I think Hogan's building towards something. And then, of course, the other one has been Tabernar. And we saw McCarthy, who needs to improve this week because he's been pretty average the last couple of weeks. I know he was sick for one of those games. But they're number two in defence, and that's a positive sign in the competition. They're number seven for attack. But the big query for me going in was their ball use inside their forward 50. They're number two at maintaining possession from when they kick it from outside their forward 50, inside their forward 50. There's a lot to like about that, but um, massive game. Are you sold on the Crows? No, I'm not sold on the Crows, and I certainly think it's a game Fremantle can win, but their form in Adelaide has been poor, mm. so they've got to overcome that. They haven't won there for a while at the Adelaide Oval. They haven't picked Connor Blakely, not even in their squad of 26. Mm. Now, I raised that question yesterday with Fremantle and said to them, mm, is he injured? No. So he's fully fit? Yes. He'll play for Peel. So they clearly have the stocks they need right now without him in the team. But he's in their best 18. Oh, absolutely. He's a star. He's a 30-possession uh, ball winner every time he goes out. And he can also add value in the back line. Brayshaw's been struggling a little. And I would have seen Connor Blakely, if I was coaching, come in and play that role. But this is what clubs do. They stick with their high draft picks. They give them the opportunity because it's such a big investment to take them. But uh, he hasn't been in great form, Brayshaw. No, he hasn't been. And I'm worried that they will use him similar to what they did with Banfield. And we've see, mm. seen what's happened to him. So hopefully they can find a spot for him. But... Are you, we're going to get your tips a little later. You genuinely think they can win? I think they can win. I will stick with the Adelaide Crows at home, though. Okay. Paul Hayes will be sitting on the fence off the bench with Optus. You don't have to choose. Get great coverage and great value. Both is better. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Thanks for your company, Paul Hazelby, Fremantle Dockers legend and off to the bench stalwart and Tim Gossage with you. Earlier in the week, uh, Todd Goldstein from North Melbourne was on the Oval Office. Good show, so, mm. hosted by Sammy McClure. Basically said that the media was a necessary evil and he's been howled down. It was a very hot conversation on Fox Footy with Nick Revolt, Rob Murphy, uh, Mark Robinson and Jarrett talking about what does that mean and the player and media relationships. Interesting enough, I'm doing some media training at West Coast and have a couple of the first years in the class. And the very first PowerPoint slide that I produced about four weeks ago was... Football media is a necessary evil. So I actually believe what Todd Goldstein said. Really? I was yeah. disappointed with those comments because I don't think we're evil. I think uh, we play a massive part. And the reason these guys are earning such big money is because it is spoken about a lot. It is seen everywhere. And there's so many media reporters out there that drive the agenda of AFL over a lot of the other sports. If handled badly by both sides of the fence, it is a necessary evil because it's always going to be there. And if you go off the straight and narrow, it is the media's job to report it. What is different is the social media aspect. And that is another level of media coverage which players have to understand and we, the media, have to understand. That you can't just throw up a line and go, I've heard this story Mm. and there's no fact to it. That's what the players are frustrated at. And that's that's sort of where my necessary evil 
quote is going Yeah, there's so much competition, isn't there, amongst the media to be first with the story. And you used to have to wait until the news or the paper to get the stories. Now you get it instantly on social media. But there, there is a lot of guessing going on, I believe, from the media circles. But it's educated guessing. It's smart guessing that they may get some sort of source, gives them something, and they run with it. The interesting one last week was Jack Rewalt. That uh, I think it was Tom Morris that reported the Tom results. Brown. Tom Brown, sorry, the results of the scans that he apparently went and had. Jack Rewalt saying, well, you reported that before I even went and had the scans. But it does work both ways because you know as much as anybody that player and coach from the clubs, they don't always give the honest answer with some of the questions that you ask them as well. So I can see the issue from both ways. Can I ask you, as a former player at a club who has moments of good media policy, Mm. were you ever instructed by the coach and did the coach or the football manager at the time, come down hard on you for saying the wrong thing in the media? Yes, there were times where I did say the wrong thing. Uh, There was a time when I was working for you at Channel 10 and I was going through a contract dispute with the footy club. I wanted two years. They only wanted to give one and uh, it got ugly. And the football, uh, sorry, the media relationship manager, Luke Morfess, would have a lot to say to me before I'd do those interviews. So it made it very difficult because you couldn't be yourself. You're mindful of what you could and you couldn't say. And in the end, there were times when it came across as pretty average. 100% agree with you on that. And I'll tell you, there's an example. I'll give that example. Chris Main. We employed Mm. Chris Main on the Western Front for a very brief moment. uh, And he was very good for the first week. The club was so annoyed with him, they actually stood two or three metres the next time, and he just fumbled and bumbled his way through, of which we had to let him go because he was bringing nothing to the table. Mm. And they're getting, you're getting paid. And now he's probably not going to work in the media, no. is he? Because he hasn't had that sort of exposure and training, like perhaps somebody like myself who did it for a long time. Now, that's how I win my bread. Media player relations, will they ever improve? This is Off the Bench with Optus. You don't have to choose. Get great coverage and great value. Both is better. Back, we're talking the dig and the mid-season draft. On the way. This is Off the Bench. Off the Bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Ah, yes. Thanks for your company, Off the Bench. Hope you're having a ripping day. We've got our shovels. We are ready to go because it's time for this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yeah, don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Age before beauty pays. I'm younger than you guys. (laughs) (laughs) We'd like to apologise for that breaking transmission. (laughs) Well, I go second. Age doesn't mean you have to be older. You said age before beauty. I'm the better looking of the two. Oh, hello. Hello, Brad Pitt. So you want me to go first? Hello, George Clooney. All right, I'm digging at Eddie Maguire and the Collingwood Football Club. Now, next year at Port Adelaide, it's their 150th year. They want to celebrate, (laughs) and to celebrate, they want to use their prison bar jumper. We've all seen it, the black and white one. It reflects their history. Now, they don't want to use it for the entire season. They only want to use it twice, I understand, against the Adelaide Crows in the derby. But Collingwood and Eddie Maguire, for whatever reason, continue to say no, come up with a different jumper. Surely for one year, for two games, they can settle and allow another club to celebrate their tradition the right way. I'm very disappointed in that outcome from those parties. 
Okay, there it is there. Paul Hazelby, who got there eventually. That uh, break was brought to you by Marcel Marceau. My dig is for West Coast Eagles fans who took to social media midstream last week and are just teeing off at their football team already. Now, this is a team who six weeks, games ago, won a premiership and the whole state stopped and celebrated one of the great moments of all time. Now, it's not that easy, as you've said, to go back-to-back. And Geelong are good. And they weren't great last week. Understand that. They weren't great the week before. They haven't been great this year. Are they the same supporters that left the game against Port Adelaide at halftime? I would imagine. It was a cold night, Hayes. We were in the box and we were even cold behind glass. But, yes, I just would like to say to the West Coast Eagles fans, don't. Pull back on your hatred. Pull back on your dislike. These players turned your life around last Mm. year. You won a flag ahead of the curve. Pull back. It's ugly. It's not good. Back off social media. Let them do their job. Good dig. Good dig. I do want to have another discussion. It's not a dig yet, though. It's in regard to the mid-season draft. Now, there's a lot of players out there that didn't nominate for the draft last year. So under the AFL's current rules, they're not eligible to be drafted in this mid-season draft period because going back two seasons, if you did uh, put your name in the draft for November what happened was you'd get three years. Now you've got to do it every year. So there's a lot of players out there that didn't know those rules. So they're in a position where clubs want to pick them, but they're not eligible to be selected. I think the AFL need to step in and for this year only allow those players to be drafted and then make the changes next year so everybody knows and is on the same page in regards to the criteria. I watched some highlights of the grand final during the week. Which one? AFL Grand Final from last year, West yep. Coast, Ben Collingwood. Mark Lacroix, nominate for the mid-season draft now. Really? Oh, yeah. No. He was pivotal. He was pivotal. It won't happen, mm. but I tell you what, there's a few of his ex-teammates that could look at that video and see Mark Lacroix, what he did inside the forward 50. Hey, this is Off the Bench. Don't forget, dial before you dig the essential first step. Back with more, and we're talking cricket, glory, netball, and anything else that moves with the ball. That's on the way. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Well, we've been covering football on the show today. Hope you've enjoyed every bit that we've covered. Let's turn our attention now to cricket because the Australian World Cup squad has gathered in Brisbane for their eight-day camp. They've got three games against New Zealand as preparation before they head over just under a month before the World Cup starts, Hayes. Yeah, it's going to be a big World Cup, but I'm not sure Australia can beat England. I've been super impressed with their culture for the last 18 months, and I want you to listen to this grab. It's from Owen Morgan, the captain of the England side. It's in regards to Alex Hales, who was a player that uh, was sent packing from their World Cup squad. He wasn't happy about it, but the reason being he was reportedly found to have a second illicit drug strike. Let's have a listen establishing that culture and working on it to try and find values that everybody across all three formats can adhere to. Those values have been in place for the last six months. Uh, Unfortunately, Alex's actions have shown complete disregard for those values. Um, This has created a a lack of trust between Alex and the team. Um, Together on... Saturday, we got together as a group of senior players to discuss the effect that the news coming out would have on the team and the culture. 
and all agreed that the best decision for the team and the culture was for Alex to be deselected. How good was that, Goss? You've been in media for a long time. For the captain to get on the front foot and talk like that about his teammate for the last few years, and why can't we get to that scenario here in the AFL with our own illicit drug policy that when a player does get to two, you we don't have that scenario where the players and the captains and the club are almost turning against that player. It's interesting you say that because, yes, I, I was very strong and I loved the complete disregard and the lack of trust of pretty damning comments to make about a teammate. The difference being, though, is... I'm not so sure the England cricketers are the ones who vote on the drug policy, yet it is the AFL Players Association mm. who do control the policy and the way in which it's put out. So I agree with you. I think, the, I think we need to toughen it up in, in the AFL, but it's not going to ha- happen as long as the tail is wagging the dog. Yeah, look, toughen it up, but also have that scenario where players are frustrated and sick of the one or two teammates that they do have that are putting themselves and the club in that disappointing position where they are found. And I know it's not public knowledge, but there would be a lot of knowledge with inside the clubs of players that are out there playing around with illicit drugs. Do you think, let's go back to the Australian cricket team. So they've all met, they've all kissed and made up. Mm. I think Smithy's about to join the club. You've also got Dave Warner there as well. No Cam Bancroft, so he's the third wheel to it all. Um... What do you reckon the mood will be like in there? And do you reckon it's clean slate stuff? I think it is. I think Justin Langer has said that all along. I think they both come in, particularly David Warner, with a lot of form. And we know that Steve Smith, at his peak, is the best player in the world alongside Virat Kohli. Yeah, I think it's time to move on. They just need to integrate, get back into it. And I think this team now has so many different options and so many players in form. And going back six months ago, we couldn't say that. So they are a real chance to go to England and win the World Cup and also the Ashes after that. And that's a good place to be in. Off the bench, we're talking netball, we're talking glory, we're talking women's footy, country footy, and a whole lot more. We hope you're enjoying the show. One thing's for sure, David Warner is just one bad day at the office from being out of the team for good. I'm not talking about form with the bat. He just has an explosion Mm. or just crosses the line with his teammates in the change rooms or does it on the ground. We'll be seeing the last of David Warner. Can play, but he's still got to show to me that he's got what it takes to tow the party line. This is Off the Bench. Off the Bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Thanks for your company. Yes, we are here. We're talking glory because they had their big night. The most glorious player was awarded. And were you surprised? Did you? Who did you vote for last week? Look, I said that uh, Diego Castro would win, but I am surprised given the amount of games that uh, he missed and started on the pine. I'm not sure how that voting system works because <laughs> I think he missed 11 games all up. And if it's a 5 4 3 2 1, there's just no way that you can earn that amount of votes. Uh, he had six goals, I think, for the year, five assists. Now, I know he brings a lot more because he's often that player that does something exciting that sets up the team, but they're not big numbers, are they? But to win the award by that amount, it shows how good a player he must be. Mm, I wonder. He's just signed a new contract extension. Mm. Mm. I wonder if there's some sort of link to the award with the contract extension. Maybe. Iconomedes came in second. I'm not sure he'll be there next year. Uh, what do you Lowry. mean he won't be there? You keep saying that. I don't quite get that. Well, he's, going, he's contracted there, but there's going to be overseas interest in him. He's is he that good? He's such a young player. Yeah, he is. is he? And um, okay. I think he'll get opportunities overseas. And I think the club look like they're resigned to that fact because they brought in Bruno Fornaroli next year. They've still got Keogh, who scored 15 uh, goals for the year, which is a club record inside the main season. And then Kian Aze is another one that's been in <laughs> terrific form. But What about, um, what about get... Juende? 
one day. That's how I normally say it, Dwan Day, but it is Juan Day. He was the player's player, so clearly he's been another good pickup. Tony Popovic's done an amazing job. They just now need to finish it. You, the, you can feel the pressure on them that they've done everything this year, Premier's plate, but there's no guarantee because Melbourne and Sydney are always tough teams to beat. But we need to get into netball, and we're going to talk about the West Coast Fever. Big loss because uh, losing that one against a team they hadn't won a game for 32 weeks last week. They lost by a point. They did have some injury concerns. Janiel Fowler, who shot 51 from 51. And, of course, Courtney Bruce. Fitness test for both of them tomorrow. Sunshine Coast, the team that beat them in the grand final last year. I think they'll win because they've had some changes to their roster, the Sunshine Coast. But if those two girls don't get up, they could go 0-2. and two. And all of a sudden, in such a condensed season, they find themselves in trouble. Yeah, it is very interesting because the uh, West Coast Fever were very, not keen, fair to say, to reveal the fitness status of their two star players, Fowler and Bruce. So we'll just leave it to the last minute. We'll leave it to the medical staff. Um, Not too sure whether they know. They've only got about 11 players to pick from, so it's not going to be that hard. (laughs) I know. It makes it very difficult. I think Stanton obviously comes in as the likely replacement, but outside of that, it's going to be difficult. Nat Meadows not there this year, so that adds uh, a little bit to it because she would have stepped in and played a bigger role. But Elise Tig Neald, uh, the daughter of Mark Neald, she obviously got her first crack for the club. Looked okay playing at uh, Senar Ford, we like to call it, or GA. Uh, she know she will need to stand up this week too. Can I just share with the listeners? Mm. Um, there's two things about this. You know far too much about that. I'm going on Sunday. So so hang on. You're camping. Yep. Back for the footy with you. And, and then, then on uh, Sunday, yeah, I saw a ticket offer came through because my daughter's now playing netball for the first year. There were some cheap tickets that I saw, Goss. So I thought, well, let's go along. Uh, it be good to go and see them in the flesh for the first time and also give my daughter that opportunity. But I do know a fair bit, don't I? I'm learning. You've got to be up to it. You've been in sport for 40 years. Not that long. How long? 30. 30. It's tiring, though. It's tiring. <laughs> you do it. a good job. Oh, yeah. You like working with Lockie Reed? Who? Lockie. He works with me, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like you and me here. Mm. There's always one main man. What are some of the great duos over the journey where, you know, like uh, Hardy and Laurel, Laurel and Hardy? Cracker Brothers. So who would you be out of the two? You're Phil. Yeah. Yeah. A better one. <laughs> Is it a better one? No, Jimmy would. <laughs> this is Off the Bench. On the way, plenty more. We're going to be talking country footy. It could be you. Off the Bench for Kubota Power. Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Thanks for your company. I hope you're enjoying the show. Tim Gossage, Paul Hayes will be with you. We've touched on the glory. We've touched on the netball, the West Coast fever. Let's talk on the WA. W-W-A-F-L-W. Waffle W. What? The Waffle W. Is that what it is? Yes, is it? it is. And it kicks in this weekend. Only five teams. You've got Swan Districts, East Romano, Peel Thunder, 
Claremont and Subiaco. South Fremantle's got a provisional licence for next year. Um, the, my understanding is the grand final will be played on Channel 7. A lot of the games will be broadcast on Facebook and some of the other streaming services that we have available. I think it's pretty exciting because I think Waffle Clubs need something to sustain their future going forward. And this will bring a lot more through the gate. I think it'll bring more people to the footy club, more members, more supporters. And we see that women's footy is the number one growing sport here in Australia. So it can only be a good thing. I like Swan Districts this year. They've got a number of good players. Their captain, sorry, the Fremantle Dockers captain, Cara Dunallen, she's coaching for the first time. She stepped in last year for a period of time, but now the full-time coach. Uh, it's going to be uh, a very interesting competition, Goss. My daughter went down to Claremont training to play in the juniors, uh, the second team under the, the league team, and she went to one training session. She came home and she goes, too good for me, Dad. Yeah, the standard has gone yeah. right up. And we saw that last year with the number of the 18-year-olds entering the competition and how quick they were to have an impact. Guys like Prasparkas, sorry, girls like Prasparkas, um, also Sabrina Duffy here for the Fremantle Dockers. But well done to the West Coast Eagles. They've done really well yeah, with their recruiting. You know, they got Dana Hooker yeah. and they got a number of players from yeah. Fremantle. Cassie Davidson was announced the other yeah. day who had a pretty good first two years for the Dockers. And, of course, the Irish. Let's hope they have the luck of the Irish in their first season. Let's have a listen again to, who are they? The Kelly Girls. The Kelly Gang. Hi, Hi everyone. Grace Kelly here. And Neve Kelly here. And we're the latest AFLW signings to join the club. We're both really excited to come out and meet the girls in the management in Perth and to become part of a professional setup with the West Coast Eagles. So we're really looking forward to working hard, honing our skills in the game and being prepared for the 2020 season. We're really looking forward to it and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. Now, why has this got you so excited, Goss? Because oh. that's the second time we've played that audio today. Yeah, because it reminds me of the cause. The cause? Yeah, the band. The band. Yeah. They are so – I love their accent. Uh, almost like their innocence, really, the mm. way that they're sitting there. If you've seen the vision of them sitting there together, um, I can't understand a word they say. Except, hello, I'm Chris, I'm, I'm Niamh. Um, uh, but going to be great. I think it's going to add another uh, intrigue factor to the competition – They've obviously can play because you don't bring them out all that way if they can't play. So it'll be a working holiday, I'd imagine. Have you given them a contract at Channel 10 already? I reckon you're going to get them straight away. <laughs> I reckon I'll be, I'll be working of, something. Don't worry about that. opportunities. But the Irish, uh, Cora Staunton, a player for GWS, she's a star the way that she just turns onto that left foot. And they pick up our ball very, very quickly, given that they use the round ball in Gaelic footy. But watch this space. <laughs> I think uh, there's going to be a number of Irish girls that do come across in future years. All righty. So, again, uh, look, this this is only my second. Don't play it again. We can't play that audio again. <laughs> oh, look, no, I think we can. Beaver, I'd like to play I'd like to play the, hello, I'm Greg Kelly, and I'm Neve <laughs> Kelly. I'd like to play that again if we can. Hi, Hi everyone. Grace Kelly here. Uh, Neve Kelly here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is Off the Bench. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Yes, welcome to Off the Bench. If you just tuned in, we're talking country footy. Dial before you dig the essential first step. Paul Hazeby, Tim Gossage with you. Let's head to our man, Daniel Leach. Leachy, welcome. Come Gossage, the man from Bunbury. I loved your little spot last week about sticking up for Bunbury. Thank goodness you did. Paul, you have an issue with that still. 
No, no, you are a country boy <laughs> through and through, no doubt about that. Two good things come out of Bunbury, me and the highway. Oh, that's not very fair. <laughs> Take that back, Leachy, about what you said, the good things, because he just yeah, gave Bunbury no, a hard time. I'm only joking. I love my Bunbury uh, roots, no doubt about that. Now, can I just ask you about the sadness that has really uh, overcome the Southwest Football League and football in general with the sudden death of young Lockie Herneman at Harvey Brunswick? Yeah, real tough this week, no doubt, for the uh, footy fraternity, um, especially for the Harvey Balls players, to uh, witness what would have happened at training Tuesday night. Uh, that would have been something just they never would have wanted to go through. No surprise that the game's been cancelled. Um, it's, uh, what's going to happen is that the Harvey Balls have forfeited all the games across uh, their football, uh, the Colts, the reserves, the women's and the league, as well as the netball competition. So there won't be uh, any game this weekend against uh, their crosstown rivals, Harvey Brunswick Leshnell, which is a bit of a shame um, in terms of, you know, looking forward to the contest at the start of last week. But I mean, it's just such a tough situation. The way that the league, the way that the, the clubs surrounding the Southwest Football League, um, the family, the friends, they've all come together. It has been really heartening. Um, Lockie's a very talented kid. He was part of the Southwest Football League that won the Colts title at Landmark a couple of years ago, just after the siren against Peel. He was voted by the coaches about 2015 um, as the best Colts player in the competition. Really talented player. And a lot of people just really saddened by what's happened this week. But as I said, the fraternity itself has come together so well. And um, everyone inside the Southwest Football League and the club should be applauded for uh, how they've been able to deal with the situation this week. Yes, of course, Harvey Bulls, of course. And uh, well done to the Southwest yeah. Football League who have got themselves together and also their opposition, their local opposition, their crosstown rivals. Mm. And not only was he a great sportsman, he was a great young man, a great worker, but yeah. more importantly, a great son and a great big brother. And our thoughts are with the Herneman family. Let's turn our attention to the other games that will be played over the weekend. How's the competition shaping and have we got a standout at this stage? I've uh, got two standout teams at the moment, Eaton Boomers and Harvey Brunswick Leshenol. They are three and zip after three rounds, but there's a couple of really good sides that are sort of just, you know, just unlucky with maybe one or two uh, quarters here or there where they've just fall, fallen away like um, Augusta Margaret River, like Bunbury, who had a, a bit of an issue with the administration uh, a couple of weeks ago where they lost the game because they fielded too many player points on the field. Um, there's a great game between Bunbury and the Eaton Boomers coming up this Sunday afternoon, which is expected to be a fast, free-flowing game. And then you've also got Kerry Park versus South Bunbury, fourth versus fifth at Kelly Park. That's expected to be a very good contest this weekend. Um, and even the fact that Donnie... All four games are happening this weekend. There's a lot on the line. For the Collie Eagles and Bustleton, both sides haven't won yet. Both have played some good football. And for a side like Bustleton, they've actually taken on the top three sides so far this season and have been quite competitive. So expecting to see some very good contests in round four. All right. And uh, quickly before we let you go, talk about the, the, the basketball, the State Basketball League. Where are we at? Yeah, the men really need to win the Southwest Slammers. Uh, zip and nine to start the season, Gothage. Uh, they need to rev up, good sir. But they've had some, they've had sparks of brilliance at times, but just never been able to put it together. And discipline's been a big, big talking point the last couple of weeks or so, with uh, both their imports being injected in the last game, um, very early on in the second half, and all of a sudden they were left with um, four senior players and then pretty much had to play the bench because they also had an injury to uh, another one of their senior players. Um, the women's side sitting on six at the moment, four wins, four losses. Both the men and the women have good chances to win this weekend up against the Perth Redbacks tomorrow at Belmont Oasis as a Bunbury person, Gothage, get behind them. 
Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. Dan Leach, appreciate your time, freak. Thanks, lad. Looking forward to South Bunbury and Kerry Park. They're both on eight points. But, gee, differential in the percentage, let me tell you that. South Bunbury Tigers, 154.9. And Kerry Park, just 68.95. But this is a huge game in the Southwest Football League. South Bunbury v Kerry Park. So get along, support it. It's going to be a ripper. With Optus, you don't have to choose. Get great coverage and great value. Both is better. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Yes, thanks for your company. Off the bench, we're talking sports bet for all AFL matches this Friday, Saturday with sports bet. If your team goes 12 up at any break, get paid out as a winner. That's right. How good's that? Conditions do apply. And don't forget, gamble responsibly. Gosh, big game tonight. Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. What is the market telling us? Well, the head-to-head market's very interesting, Hayes. Collingwood $1.30. Port Adelaide in form. We've seen them here a couple of weeks ago. $3.32. A little, that's a little short, isn't it, for Collingwood, given that form of Port Adelaide? Very much so. I would think it would be a little bit closer in the market. But obviously people do believe the Pies will continue on their winning way. Gosh, let's take a look at the premiership market. $4 Geelong, $4.50 Collingwood, $7 Western Sydney and Richmond. West Coast are out to $8. And if you like the Fremantle Dockers, they're $34. And the Gold Coast Suns, Carlton, are 500 to 1. They're still $34, the Fremantle Dockers, given they sit second on the ladder. If they win this week against Adelaide, they will come in to at least $12 or $15. So it could be a good outlay there. Now, what about some of the weekend's games? Let's go through them. All righty. Let's go to the matches for the weekend. Greater Western Sydney, short, $1.20. St Kilda with their problems, $4.20. Melbourne Hawthorne, what do you think of this market? 210 Melbourne, Hawthorne 172. About right. I'm going to go with Melbourne in this. Brisbane at home to Sydney. Who would have thought this, eh? Sydney on the rails and on the rebuild, 290. Brisbane, Lockie Neal's Brisbane Lions, $1.38. Western Bulldogs are $3.14. We saw them last week. They cannot possibly beat Richmond. They're $1.33. West Coast, the short price favourite for the weekend, $1.07. You can get $7 Gold Coast. And of course, Carlton, North Melbourne. North Melbourne, would you be falling into a dollar sixty North Melbourne against Carlton two thirty? No, I would probably stay away from that one. And the country game, Geelong one forty eight. I like Essendon at two dollars sixty on sports bet. And of course Adelaide, a dollar thirty six, but we are sniffing around. Fremantle, three dollars and five. Oh, I like those odds. Now we've had racing at Randwick and Sydney, we've had Warnable throughout the week, but now the carnival moves to Adelaide and Warfordville, the Oaks and the Sangster. We've got one of our own going around in the Sangster. Yeah, Lady Cosmology is the horse. Uh, Simon Miller, good mate of vows, and of course that is race seven on the program. It's way down in the weights. Gonna have to be real good. But on sports bet and the pre post market, you can get six dollars. And the favourites are about $4. And Damien Oliver is on Sprite, the top weight, at $4.60. One of the other feature races from Morfordville, of course, is the Schweppes Oaks uh, race six on the program. Princess Jenny. Could be a good day for Damien Oliver. Trained by David Broddock. Won its last couple of races. It's a $3 chance on sports 
bet. What about some Ascot specials for us? Oh, well, we, as you know, uh, with we got the winner last week. Mm. One of ours was scratched. Let's turn our attention to Ascot. And race six, I like. Fabergino. It was a winner first up two starts ago. It's in the Tiana Robertson stable. She's very, very shrewd as is Tiana. Fabergino is a very big chance of getting the job done. Tough race, as I said. Simon Miller's got a couple in that. But it is race six, Tomorrow at Ascot, number three, Fabergino. And race seven on the program, I do like number nine at very good odds. Never far away from the money. In fact, due for a win. And I'm talking about Universal May. You can get about double figures Universal May thanks to Sportsbet. Well played, Goss. We'll be back to wrap up after this. Off the bench for Kubota Power, Kubota Diesel Generators, Powering Australia, and Optus. Great coverage and great value. Both is better. Big round of footy, round seven. Hazel B. Tim Gossage with you. And if you've been following my tips on Off the Bench, you would have got nine out of nine last week. Mm, not bad, guys. Eight out of nine last week. I got the Eagles wrong the last one. But let's take a look at this round. And it kicks off tonight. Collingwood taking on Port Adelaide. We got the odds just before. I think there's value for Port Adelaide. But Collingwood, they're a good team, a good outfit. No Mason Cox. I think that plays a part because he's been important in their forward line mix. But I get the sense Jordan Degoe maybe gets more opportunity this week. More ball coming towards him. I think he's going to kick five tonight. Mason Cox gets more publicity than any other footballer who's not very good. Yeah, but so is Nat Nui. He gets more publicity than anybody in the competition, given how good he is. Nat Nui's a bona fide star, is he not? Where is he? What is he in? The top 25? He gets more than anybody. So you're saying he's 25th. Mate, Nat Nui and Mason Cox. Mason Cox wouldn't carry Nick Nat Nui's bags. I think if you look at output, I think you'd find something. Oh, mate. He's an American forward. Go and ruck. Get your hands dirty. Nat Nui averages two marks a game. Melbourne v Hawthorne. You just hate Nick Natanui. No, Nick, I love Nick, Nick Natanui. Nick, I love Nick Natanui. Nick Hayes doesn't like him. I mate. like to call a spade Hello, a spade. I'm not going to get carried away. And I do believe he is overrated from his public persona that goes into his football ability. He's a good footballer, very good footballer, but he's not worth the amount of publicity he gets from a football sense. From a person sense, a little bit different. Melbourne v Hawthorne, last place, 11th MCG. Melbourne, I'm going for the upset here. I think the Hawks were a little bit disappointing against Carlton and Melbourne. Well, if it is to be for them in season 2019, they just simply must win. Fourth place, six Giants are hosting St Kilda and all the very best to Jack Stephen, who's going to take a, a, a longer break this time uh, to deal with some mental health issues. We wish him well. The Giants will just be winning, won't they? They will do us. Lockie Neal's Brisbane. Yeah, look, a danger game here. I think the Swans will produce something better because they've been very disappointing, but Brisbane should continue on their merry way and stay entrenched inside the top eight. Various stages last week, we saw the Western Bulldogs challenge the Fremantle Dockers only to be staved off. Will Richmond afford them the same opportunity? It'll be a similar game. I think they'll be in it for a long time because of their midfield prowess, but I think the Tigers will get it done. But some big outs for them. Ashbury goes out and also their star full forward, Jack Rewalt. West Coast Eagles are hosting Gold Coast Suns. It's 12 first. This is 13th, Hayes. Yeah, 55 points. Carlton and North Melbourne, 15th place, 17th. Carlton have had a host of changes. Changed my tips on the back of those changes, so I'm going to go with North Melbourne to keep their season alive just. Geelong, country game, Essendon. Another upset for me here, Goss. I think uh, the Bombers, too much speed. This time last year when these guys played, the Bombers got their season back on track, and I think they'll do it again. Essendon for me. 
Adelaide hosting Fremantle, ninth plays second. Fremantle to be in it for a long way if they bring the sort of footy that we've seen in recent times. But I think the Adelaide Crows at home, very difficult to beat, and they need a win, probably a little bit more than the Fremantle Dockers. Fremantle for me. Hayes, nice work by you. Going to be a great round of footy. May you the best tips to win. Good on you. Off to camping tonight, then back for the footy, <laughs> and then the netball. Good luck to the West Coast Fever on Sunday. Going to be a good weekend. Can't wait. Thanks for joining us. This has been Off the Bench. If you plan to drink, plan not to drive. It's not worth the risk. Please are watching. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.